This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, along with my co-host, Conrad Thompson. And today, we are blessed to be back on the airways with our new podcast. Um, and our guest today couldn't be um, more highly thought of by me and a number of people in the industry. Um, his dad and I were great friends. Uh, it's just been in the last year, last couple of weeks that we celebrated the anniversary of his passing, but ladies and gentlemen, today Cody Road. Hey, how how apropos that I get to be on this this podcast with you and Conrad. It's Rhodes and Flair all over again. I love it. Well, you know it's funny. I th- I've know I showed you this, but our first guest on our first podcast was supposed to be your dad. Yep. On our first original, and not knowing that he had health issues, we missed each other by a day. And he had, oh, you know, no. yeah, but I, I still have the texts. I saved them. I think I showed them to, um, thought I showed them to you. I for sure showed them to your mom of me and him going back and forth on doing the first show. So, um, it's always a great memory. I'll never erase them. I got him here forever. Yeah. I got the same thing. I have the last few voicemails, uh, that he, uh, that he left me in the last few text messages that he left me. He was very phone, uh, illiterate. So they don't necessarily make much sense, but they, they I, I know what they mean. So I, I always keep them with me too. Well, I, I told Conrad yesterday, and I think I've, I have probably have told him a hundred times, but the, uh, the speech or whatever the word would be that you gave at the funeral was one of the most touching things I've ever heard in my life. It was, it was awesome. And the, uh, the line about your mom and why would you have any pictures in the house? Of any other wrestlers when you're married to Elvis, I like that. <laughs> that was pretty good. I, I heard her 
I heard her say it herself when uh, I asked her that, you know, because I wanted it was something for a school project. I wanted, where's some pictures of me and Flair? Where's some pictures of me and Sting? I know there was a picture of me and Buddha. I mean, I was like, I asked about these pictures and I, she said it and she walked away too. She she ended on the on the clever line. She said, when you're married to Elvis, you don't take pictures with the band. And I, uh, <laughs> Why? I never, I never yeah. thought of myself being part of the band. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I didn't mind taking the big elbow, but I wasn't in the band. <laughs> I don't think you were in the, I don't think you were in the band either. I think it was her blanket statement. Is it how the horse when we're in the band? <laughs> <laughs> what a great time, man. Go ahead, Conrad. I know you got a thousand questions. Well, I'm just curious, you know, what was your first memory of meeting Rick? I know that, you know, you probably met him as a little kid and. It's kind of weird or kind of cool to see how that relationship has blossomed in time. But what was your first memory of Rick? Was it on TV or did you meet him in real life? Um, hmm, great question. I want to say it was, it was likely the my my perception and opinion were shaped um, from TV. Now, I don't think a lot of people know this. My dad did not smarten up to. Uh, professional wrestling um at at no juncture uh i think his his strategy was he'll he'll figure out some things about it as we go which actually is a pretty horrible strategy when your father is often getting beat up when he's when he's laid bloody in the ring so early on in my career rick flair and the four horsemen were the big bad i mean i thought I thought Ric Flair and I thought Tully Blanchard were the worst just gangster-like people uh, on the planet. So when he would when he would bring me to these events and I would and I'd meet them for the first time and I'd see these interactions between them, I'll never forget. He, I one time was like real nervous when Rick came around and he told me afterwards, and this doesn't help with the whole not smartening me up thing either. He told me he goes, Oh, well, you know, out there, it's a different situation back here. We respect one another, which still didn't fully explain to me how any of this was going on. So I was actually pretty terrified of well, Flair as a child. And my sister, my sister, she's like the, she's got, I think my, she's the stronger of the two. Uh, my sister really always had it out for it. Always. I think yeah. she's like 20. <laughs> Wait, you and Teal were both born in Charlotte, right? Yes, sir. Presbyterian yeah. Hospital. Yeah, see that—that's both where uh, Ashley and Reed were born as well. Oh. So, um, I saw them a lot. Then Dusty and I lived basically across the street from each other, two separate subdivisions, and we saw them a lot. And when we got together for like the Lakers and the Celtics, and because he was a Celtic, I was a Laker. Right. He was a Bronco. I was the Giants. You know, which would get together for the big games and have a great time. But um, now I saw him grow. But then he moved to Atlanta. And I hadn't seen Cody in years, but Cody was an amateur wrestler, two-time state champion, correct? Yeah. 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 And uh, so when I heard he was down to wrestling, they were the same weight class, right? But a different age group. So I brought Reed. Cody and Reed. Yeah. Cody and Reed. So I, get, yeah. I started coming down to Atlanta, but they never got together. I, I, yeah. They, but because they were always in a different, it was like, you're like two years older than Reed, I think, right? You're, what, are you 29? Uh, I'm 31 now. I just turned 31. You're 31? I'm Jeez. 31 years old. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> I know, right? Holy cow. 
When's your as birthday? Of, as of June, June 30th. That was my birthday. Well, congratulations. You know what they Thank told you. me when I, when I first started in the business after hanging around your dad in Murdoch for a while? That if I lived to be yeah. 30, I'd be overstaying my welcome. <laughs> Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, running around with your dad in Murdoch in, in 1972 <laughs> wasn't always, it wasn't good for my marriage. <laughs> it certainly wasn't good for my health. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> but you guys, had a good, you guys had a good time. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Did we have fun? I used to drive them to the towns I wasn't even booked. I didn't, yeah, come, so, so, I didn't even come so home. I didn't come home for a week at a time. He told me a story about uh, in Japan. Yeah. Um, where they where made I carried their bags for three weeks. Yep. Yep. They they pick they destroyed my room with a fire extinguisher, oh. threw all my shit, all my clothes, out of the second story window onto the street. They brutalized me, and I, I, I would sit on a train, and your dad would sing, because I was so homesick. Dear John, <laughs> I hate to write you, good Lord. Oh, there, was, there was no cell phones back then, right? You know, so I didn't know yeah. what he was doing. And then the worst thing they did is we're coming back, and we got so drunk on Northwest, we landed in Honolulu. This is how drunk we were. They arrested Buddy Wolf, the FBI, but he got yeah. off the plane. Me and your dad and uh, Murdoch went down to the beach, and whatever they did to me, I was supposed to pick up Leslie at eight o'clock at night. They were on a six o'clock flight, right? I woke up at nine o'clock laying on the beach, right? Wow. I'm, I'm, I thought Leslie's been at the airport for an hour, right? It was nice. <laughs> Thanks, Dream. Yeah. Hey, I, I was I was gonna mention I remember uh the uh I remember my dad always kind of I think you and him both were searching for each other at some of those amateur wrestling tournaments. Um Cause I remember he used to bring it up to me and I thought like, that's a lot of pressure, you know, cause I wasn't, uh, I didn't really come into my own amateur wrestling life until high school. I was not very good at the junior level. Yep. I didn't have any upper body strength. I held, I didn't have any technique. And, yeah. uh, I remember he, he was, you guys were kind of like, it was like a, the, the rivalry. Oh yeah. It was so, a family tradition, brother. We yeah, were going to find yeah. out that would have been insanity, but it never happened, man. It wasn't because I didn't drive. <laughs> well, you remember, you remember some of those more um, kind of, I uh, hate saying it, but, you know, Georgia and Fort, there in the South, some of those more hillbilly parents. Yeah. And when they'd wrestle, I'm sure it was with the same with Reed. When they'd wrestle me, they'd treat it like they were wrestling Dusty Rhodes himself. Are you kidding? And that's what Reed went through every weekend. They yeah, have 300 like, kids around the mat, hollering, screaming. Yeah. I was, of course, a, a bad guy anyway. At least sure. your dad was portrayed as a good guy. But oh, they were man. dying to beat Reed. Unreal. Yeah, but it was almost like, here you are, you're this little kid. You know, you're, I mean, little kid. Like, I think I started when I was nine. And they're all around the match and these parents. None of the other matches yeah. are being watched at this tournament. And it's like everybody was rooting. Of course. against you and i'm thinking of hey, i don't have anything to do with this you know I, I i remember that's why i'm almost yeah no i'm definitely glad uh reed and i never crossed paths because i think that would have uh, uh, torn the joint down it would have been the end of the tournament i know well you know the thing of it is it it, it it it's probably better it didn't happen but me and your dad don't you know we we're we were doing it man we'd sit and talk and i'd watch you and he'd watch reed and you and reed actually got to know each other pretty well then um, yeah, 
and you guys got to visit between matches. That was a great time. And it, to me, if you look at it like this, and you you can have that opportunity to go on. I mean, it's kind of like what 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 you've gone through uh, in in your lifetime being the son of of the legendary Dusty Rhodes is a lot what Ashley and Reed have had to go through. And uh, you know, like Ashley got there, and you know, she, she it's just in the next week that she will have been in the business four years. Wow. And it's funny because I don't discuss this a lot, but the the opportunity uh, Ashley never wrestled as an independent, and the resentment against her because oh she, yeah because she wasn't an indie wrestler right was was yeah. and I, it just caught me off guard. I go, what do you mean they don't, their dad? They don't they they're they're mad at me. They don't like me because I would never wrestled the indies. And I said, well, the answer to that is because you know she did promo classes with Dusty. The answer to that is that. Uh, by the way, I had a Division One scholarship, but I went to college. I'm sorry you guys didn't, but she was too shy to say that. <laughs> right. I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got, yeah. sorry, I got recruited by 90 schools and decided yeah. to go to school and get a degree. I'm sorry, you idiots. Well, but it's well, ridiculous. Think, the resentment—it was terrible for her. But take a look at the like the current landscape with her walking out at at WrestleMania uh, and you know, as, as champion, yeah. um, that's one of those things that perception, you know, it, it is a little frustrating when the perception is that, uh, if you were on the independence, you're automatically very good. Now there's a ton of guys that came from the independence who are just, just excellent. But, uh, it, it's, it's very similar when I started it, everyone wanted to kind of rewrite history. And I mean, I was a referee for my dad when I was 15 years old yeah. for, for his independent promotion. And I've been around, the sport of professional wrestling since my earliest memory is that's what we talked about. So I, it was weird to see like that experience, which is a different type of experience get kind of discredited because I had never uh, wrestled uh, an independent match. So I, uh, cause that's, that's the reality. Uh, I, Tom Greener sent me right to OVW. He didn't tell me to wait a year. He didn't even tell me to, he didn't give me anything other than you're, you're going to love it here and you're going to face here and you're going to learn here. And yeah, no, I, I know all about that. Yeah, no, it's funny because, uh, you know, um, so dreamers, how dreamer is the way you got to OVW. So I, um, basically here's what happened. I had a good little run, uh, with amateur wrestling and I got recruited by a couple of schools, uh, one of them being Penn state and I, uh, wow. The, the, me the, the Mecca right now. Oh, they're the number one program in the country with that kid uh, that moved there from the kid from Iowa State. What's his name? Yeah. Um, oh, what is it? The guy that broke uh, Dan Gable's records. Um, it doesn't matter. They're drawing. Yeah. Huge. They're drawing big houses for yeah. dual meets and stuff like that. I, um, yeah, so I got recruited and uh, my, my um, SAT score needed to get raised, but they seemed pretty uh, locked in for some sort of uh, some sort of scholarship. And um, I, I had reached the point where I did not think I was going to be able to succeed at uh, a college level. I really didn't have any interest in going to college. What I wanted to do was I wanted to be an actor. And the reason I wanted to be an actor is because I thought I was not physically big enough to be in dad's business. I just thought I wasn't, which is weird, but I thought I wasn't. So I, as soon as high school was over, the soon summer started, me and Teal uh, packed, uh, packed up a car to the brim, Volkswagen Jetta, drove across the country and I, I got an apartment in Los Angeles and, um, and that whole time I was out there, I was watching, well, Randy Orton on TV and 
some of the great stuff. And I kind of realized that I was thinking about wrestling way more than I was thinking about acting. I had a great acting coach out there and he ended up coming to the performance center and he's worked with Ashley actually. Um, so it was a great contact to have. Um, but a- after about 10 months, I thought, what the hell are you doing? So I, I had him write me a letter of recommendation because I was stage manager and it was in the blood, man. John Lauren, I did. <laughs> it, was, it was in the blood meant to be. Yeah, I no. couldn't. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yep. No, I just couldn't run. I couldn't run from it. I met with John, uh, John Laurinaitis at the Marriott, the uh, Marriott, the one you guys would uh, <laughs> quite often reference. Are you talking uh, about on Riverdale Road? On Riverdale Road, the very that. Oh my God, that place! That, that, that for the mayor. That's where the yep. chicks could stop by and on their way to Disney World and ride Space Mountain before they got to Florida for free. For free. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I met him. I met Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko yeah. gave me some of the best advice of my night that uh, of my life that night, um, and uh, told me, uh, "Don't do anything like your dad. You know, don't uh, right now. Don't uh, don't bleach your hair blonde. Don't uh, don't do the jabs and don't do the elbow. Don't don't go by the road name just yet. Go to OVW and uh, and try to carve out your own." Your own niche, and then Tommy called me, and Tommy uh, sent me, sent me there uh, to Louisville. I had a great time. Wrestling fans, it's time to win with Zinn. Get to WrestlingPrizes.com to register for your chance to win one of four once-in-a-lifetime digital Q&A sessions with wrestling legends Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff, Jim Ross, or Mick Foley. Winners also get an autographed replica championship belt and a prize pack from Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Register once per day, now through July 15th, WrestlingPrizes.com. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Void where prohibited. For official rules, visit WrestlingPrizes.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Well, Cody, uh, you know, everybody's wanting to know what the biggest, hottest uh, free agent in the entire business is uh, planning to do next. Uh, You really set the Internet on fire with your to-do list. Kind of catch everybody up as to what the next chapter of your life looks like and where people can catch you. Well, the the list, I did not, uh, I certainly did not expect it to kind of catch on uh, like it did. And and I'm glad, I'm glad it did. And I fully intend on, and some of them, I mean, like, let's say two thirds of the list is already the, the pen, you know, has hit paper and uh, third, those are signed and, and uh, ready ready to rock um but the big the big news for me was i am going to be a guest star on season five of arrow and that uh we just were able to announce it last week at heroes and villains uh in uh Bicaucus, new jersey and to be able to give that a shot and give it my undivided and, and full attention really uh really really excites me it just blows my mind because it's such a wonderful universe Greg Berlanti has created uh, uh, for television. So I'm, I'm thrilled about that. So I, basically what I did is I have booked up my year um, for uh, all of uh, 2016. And uh, there's, there's matches every week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I, uh, I'm going to take a little time off to, to, to focus on everything that, that comes with acting, but I'll never, I'll never, I'll be right back in it. I think the big match that most people I've I know Kurt Angle, me, me versus Kurt. Yeah, I can't not I can't not mention that. Hey, watch watch the Los Angeles. 
Watch the low single. <laughs> I could watch it all day long. <laughs> you still get me with it. You know what hey, I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, did you watch Dolph against Seth Rollins the other night? I didn't. How was it? That was great. But Dolph took Seth Donald five times. I think, I think Dolph was so tired of doing the J-O-B that he likes to show everybody that it's, it's, it's fantasy. <laughs> I think that people forget because he's not necessarily as big. Yeah. As uh, as uh, Brock Lesnar or, yeah. or Jack Swagger, yeah. some of the, the guys with an amateur acumen. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler is like Kent State's most winning. Yeah, I know. Uh, wrestler that man when he wants to. We had a couple. Uh, you you watched them. Yeah, the referee's position that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Twitter, <laughs> where I was a little <laughs> little worried, and then I'm getting a little pissed too. Like, well, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give him the old the best thing I could find from Georgia, the old. Couple <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to I used to stir it up for these guys because I love what Dolph could do. He's been wrestling uh, the big guy Corbin, right? Yeah, I said, well, you can let him know long before you have to take the boot that you can stretch him. <laughs> Dolph's a tough kid, man. He ain't afraid of he's not, he's not afraid of anybody. He's a very tough kid, and uh, he has a, he's one of those who has that earned reputation backstage, yeah. at least, yeah. of uh, you're going to get tied up if this goes further. Um, yeah. No, he's, 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 <laughs> he's a real deal. Yeah, I love him. I texted him the other night. I said, looking good, kid. You're a unique individual. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking... I actually was looking this morning at some at some Kurt Angle stuff because I I was so disappointed that when I got to WWE in 2007 when I when I debuted on Raw he he had just he was just on his way out we were yeah. like like ships in the night I uh, I am I'm I'm thrilled but also pretty nervous for for that whole well, that whole weekend hey, let, let me tell you something but the best story I have about Kurt Angle is I had to wrestle him just like I had to wrestle Brock right so. Yeah. Um, I get a text from Michael Hayes. Hey, uh, at, at Raw, at Raw Monday in, uh, LA, was either LA or Phoenix or Vegas, something like that. And I think it was LA. You're wrestling angle. I go, okay, cool. Like what? Three minutes, uh, 18 minutes. I go, you gotta be kidding. I'm not ready for that. I mean, give me a break. Right. So, but this <laughs> is how good Kurt is. So <laughs> yeah, I, he was trying to lead me, which never works. I got a lead, or I'm not. So I know where I know what I'm capable of doing. And sure. wrestling him at the age of fifty-five was not me like wrestling him at thirty-five. So right, he didn't like me leading. But it turned out good. But I was so blown up that I had him give me the belly to back, pick up the. I told the guys to pick up the uh, thing, the mat, right. And give me the belly to back on a cement. That's how good he is, right? I never even felt it. I felt ten oh, times worse, right? And I oh, stayed out right. there for about two minutes catching my breath. <laughs> the referee gives saying, okay, I said, Yeah, yeah fine. <laughs> just <laughs> hey, just start counting and break it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's the I mean, you don't even know with Kurt. I mean, and the thing of it is, you do you remember you've ever seen him do that moonsault off the, the big cage? Oh yeah! I'm like, God, the guy can do anything. Yeah, he's one of my favorite people. I love him to death. But man, he yeah. he is a primo performer in the ring. Great guy. Yeah, I, I talked to him um, really briefly when we made the uh, announcement. And one of the cool things, yeah, uh, that he wanted to do was uh, he wants to uh, do a charity teacher. And I, I'm looking at one of the designs now, and they're going to sell them that night, August 27th, and they're going to put them on online too and i think kurt's going to announce a cherry in a few days but just seeing just seeing that space off yeah just being it illustrated together it's it's 
you know, there's a lot of motivations for, for, you know, my departure, uh, from WWE, yeah, but I, certainly like, are you, you want to prove something? Are you, you know? Lewis, Lewiston? Where, where are you guys having, uh, what, where are you having the uh, match? That match is in, uh, Wapinger Falls, New York. Wapinger Falls. Is that, is that, is that, is stadium. And, and who's the promoter again? That's, that's Michael Bryan. Michael Bryan. Okay. I just worked for Mike, uh, uh, what about, uh, I worked for Mike on, uh, shoot, three weeks ago, um, um, in, uh, in Hickory, North Carolina. So it was cool. Yeah. Mike, yeah. Mike's a good guy. He's first class and he does things very well, very well organized. Yeah. Mike, Mike's special to me because, um, at the tail end of, uh, you know, kind of in the, in the winter of my, my father's life, uh, after, after dad had, uh, finished the TCW slash ECW run, uh, Mike picked up where they left off and just booked my dad all over the country, but didn't just pimp him out there. Uh, he, he put him in situations where he was safe. He put him with people that he trusted, and uh, he, he made a lot of money uh, for my dad during a time where, you know, most people don't know, we we were living, we were living like it was 1985 still, uh, but we were, we were low. Um, on income and uh and mike o'brien really came in and then made the made the save so i uh i love mike when he asked me to to do the this and then said it's going to be you versus kurt angle i friggin i think i just went out and ran three miles right when i heard it just to make sure yeah. i could get my, my wind to the right spot <laughs> yeah you, you might want to start running five. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I, believe me that's all uh you know when you when you when the 90 day non-compete kind of shows up i figured well what am i going to do and it's kind of like becoming a a professional like athlete like all all we do here at the house is train i do two workouts a day uh brandy gets in my uh gets in my challenger behind me if she's not running with me and in the middle of the night just shines the light on the road and there there i go man it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a hell of a time well that that isn't the way your dad would have trained but i <laughs> I, I admire you for it <laughs> I t- no, please, yeah, different please, stroke. Please tell me you're having a Coors Light after those training sessions. Honestly, Rick, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the news to you. I, I only people that I ever have Coors Lights with the only is was you and Fitz Finley. I am not a big I I, I think you made that. Uh, I think you deduced that from the European door. Dusty and I are not alike in the party sense of things as much as oh, I realize that. Like, my God, you know, you're st- you're still alive. <laughs> your, you know, dad, your dad was walking a fine line like I have been, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, had to, well, I know you had a beverage at your at your house and the party at WrestleMania. Man, you were the you were the guest of honor. We really missed you. Yeah, I know. Although I had to go rehearse. You know how that goes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's there all night. You know. So, Cody, let's address the uh, the internet rumor that has Reddit going wild. Uh, okay. that, that this is all a big elaborate hoax between Cody Rhodes and Triple H, and it's just an angle to get rid of Stardust, and Cody Rhodes will be back after he drums up some internet buzz on the indies and then makes his triumphant return to WWE. <laughs> um, I, I could tell you 100% that uh, WWE and myself have gone separate ways. I saw even there was... Uh, a rumor about like a, a merchandising contract. And, uh, that I think that might stem from the fact that the only discussion post WWE 
uh, was about uh, my dad's book. And uh, it was very important to me that they uh, granted me the right to write his book uh, before I left. But it was important. You know, I knew that was one of the big risks I was taking with leaving as well. They, they may take the book away from me. They did not. Uh, I'm still still writing uh, Dusty Rhodes, Restman, Glass Cowboy. And I'm excited at the, at the progress it's taking. I, I didn't want anyone else to write it. Dusty was, uh, he was my best friend. Uh, we were uh, we were very close, um, and everybody knows that. And I've I've tried to kind of do justice to to his legacy. As has WWE. Triple H rolled out a hell of a hell of a series of things with statue, um, the tournament. Oh my god! Hey, yeah. Uh, um, not not to jump in on you, but the oh yeah. Um, and I I talked about it this year at the Hall of Fame, if you remember correctly. Um, yep, sir. Uh, I thank the company, uh, what they did and I mean, which was appropriate. It wasn't like I was, I, it wasn't unexpected. Does that make sense? Yeah. But they, they more, they more than, than, um, uh, uh, honored his memory, honored his memory. And they, they put it in a position where it'll be there forever. And everybody, it's, um, it's just one of those special things. And they, they did pretty well, pretty damn near the same thing for Roddy on a smaller scale because of the fact that the funeral was, you know, out, outside of Portland, Oregon, impossible to get to. But, um, yeah. Uh, and they didn't have the relationship quite with Roddy that they had with your dad. So your dad was, you know, currently working, uh, at NXT and all that, and just really part of the family and such a contribution. But a boy, I tell you, here's, here's how, here's how sad it was. I was getting on a plane. I was so excited to go see the Cleveland Cavaliers in game six. Right. And of course you were, you tweet about it. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about last, no, I'm talking about last year. Well, you were I, know, I feel like when I follow you, most of your tweets are about the cap. Of course they are. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what it is. I must have a man crush on LeBron or something. I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> anyway, um, I like him almost as much as I liked your dad back in 72. And I have to say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I'm I'm sitting to get in a plane with Wendy, and I get a call from Hunter. He said, "Hey, the dream went." I said, "What?" I mean, I almost I almost fell over. It's one of those yeah. things. Cause I had just been with him a couple of days before. I had just been with him on Tuesday, and he was so pissed that it was getting to go to the game. I was down there visiting Ashley, went by yeah. and went by the performance center, and he was so pissed that I was getting to go to the game because we all we've always jealous about sports. And then I got the call, and then um. Jeez, oh, yeah, you went. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was. I mean, you you've seen him a few days before. He went to he went to work uh, the day before. No, I know. I I was in the office with him. We we're bullshit. Yeah. Because Brett Hart had paid you this awesome compliment. I think I told you the story. Yeah. Brett had said uh, to me. He said oh, uh, we we had him on the podcast. Right. And Brett said that uh, he thought that it was uh, that, that that the company didn't handle you and promote you the right way he, he liked somebody else too that was it he really put over cody and thought cody was one of the best performers on the rock oh he did for sure yeah and, I, and your dad was pretty happy to hear that so um and i and, and i'm and i am positive it's hard for you to see that right now but this little break from tv it's like it's funny i took the year off because i thought when the company got bought by WWE that i was on my way they called me and said you want to come i said hell i didn't hear from him for a year right <laughs> so yeah. 
uh, but it gave me a break from everything. I was so stale from WCW and the nightmare of working there. And it just, I was yeah. so happy to close down. But when I came back, I mean, and you know, you know, they're going to reach out to you and it'll all work out. You'll be back doing it again. And at 31, I mean, you've got so much ahead of you. You've been pretty much injury free. Um, that's the only thing you got to be careful of in the independent stuff. Don't be doing that moonsault off the cage or anything, okay? <laughs> nah, uh, because I, uh, Lombardi's a good guy, but he's not going to pay you for your health insurance, okay? <laughs> no, I uh, I think I kind of retired the, the moonsault. But when I, I saw you do that, I almost dark. came out of my... When I saw you do that, I almost came out of the chair. It was against... Um, you were wrestling against um, Road Dog and... Um, yeah, see that... That one kind of goes bad because... See what a memory I've got. See what a memory I've got. I can yeah, tell you who that one was. That's, uh, that one goes bad because uh, he didn't really have much choice and and my knee would have come down right on his head and I I was cockeyed and I went to the middle, not the corner. It was funny because I was so confident from the one I'd done with uh, Cesaro in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Where I, just, I rolled right into the pin, one, two, three, and, and the, the people uh, came alive for it. So I thought, oh, well, it's TV. And I also have a fear of heights. So as soon as I set my feet, uh, that's kind of my rule. I look down at my feet. Uh, and go, but after that one, because I, I slightly tore my MCL, uh, quite slight tear, just where it was a little wobbly, and I had to brace for a little while. But after that one, I thought maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll put this away. Well, you know. it's funny. I knew you were a hell of an athlete, but I didn't know you could do that kind of stuff. Does that make sense? Because I had seen oh, you work a hundred times, but I never saw you do anything like that. It's kind of like that's why Ashley is what whatever they, whatever they want to say about Ashley, she's the best athlete in the roster. She can do anything. That moonsault at WrestleMania pretty much summed it all up, right? I mean, it was picture, a good, picture perfect. Yeah, yeah I mean, and she can do anything. Now, you know what she wants to do when she wrestles uh, at SummerSlam? She wants to do that. Uh, no, don't give a spoiler right now. Okay. So turn into SummerSlam. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to try some I, um, ridiculous thing, something like Neville does. <laughs> I uh, I always get, like, it's interesting when, when I decided to leave and I was thinking of different guys I want to compete with, you know, and, and Kurt Angle being on that list, guys like uh, Adam Cole, um, guys like Shibata uh, in New Japan, and, and people think like, oh, well, I don't... It, it. At the, the last two years of uh, my time in WWE, uh, doing Stardust, it, it kind of like rewrote some of the history on, on what I did as Cody Rhodes, and I hated that because... I uh, I always felt pretty confident that I could I could go. I don't think I have a I don't think I'm delusional about my skill set. And I always like you know because you've been on on tour with me, Rick. I this is pro wrestling is is the greatest thing on earth. I want to know how it works. I want to know what we could do better. I, I I constantly I've asked you. I poor Mike Rotunda. I've asked a thousand times about the same match. I was just glued to that network the moment it came out with all the, the classic stuff, especially from the bulk section. So I, I'm, that's one of the reasons that I'm very excited to kind of get out there and, and be in some of these arenas that I really never thought I'd be in and places I never thought I'd be in, like Bola in Reseda, California. I want, uh, if they don't know, that's the goal. By the end of the night, I want them to know like that the pro wrestling I take very seriously. And I, I if, you, if you paid for a ticket, I want you to get more than your money's worth. Well, that's that. You just said the key words. That was our motto. We, uh, uh, unfortunately, we had so much fun, but we took a lot of pride in delivering a product that people paid. Oh, yeah. And, and that's why. Oh, 
that's why it was it wasn't working in 30 minutes i was out there for 45 and 45 wasn't working i was out there for 50 because i i didn't want to let anybody down and uh that's i think that's i think that was a something that's helped my career along the way is people knew that i wasn't gonna take a night off if there was 200 yeah. or twenty thousand. so and that, that's very important i mean to have that much pride in your in yourself and that much pride in the product so yeah, it worked. I mean, your dad and I, man, who knows? Every It, it wouldn't matter, but it was never 200 with me and your dad. Sorry to report to anybody else, but it was <laughs> never I, uh, 200. Maybe 10,000 every night. <laughs> I watched uh, I watched kind of the series of matches uh, with with Dream uh, this past week. I got real retrospective. I think I texted you from my you, bar. You sent me one, uh, yeah. I got, you know, I watched, I even watched 1981. Uh, when you your your first uh, NWA championship, when yeah. when you take it take it from the dream, and then I watched the Million Dollar Challenge and the Gathering, and then the Bash. You know, because the Bash, I think, is his, when when I was a kid, I, I I watched the the Bash with him, and I think that's his favorite. Yeah, of all all your matches in the cage, small package, one, yeah. two, three. Yeah, thirty year anniversary oh. of that coming yeah. up, July thirteenth. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I go on record as saying. And this is what the only thing that I mean. I've had a lot of beefs with the when with it uh, NWA, but um, I, towards the end of it. But um, to put us in Kansas City where nobody knew us, unless they had yeah. a little bit of Atlanta TV, right? And had the switch there in a building that held thirty two hundred people, instead of having us do it in Florida or Charlotte or somewhere, they you know. Yeah. They wanted to take, take, of all the places, I mean, and your dad had just gotten it. He didn't want to lose it. Michelle was there. I felt terrible. You know. Oh, but, no. Huh? Oh, they guilted you. Well, no, I mean, I felt terrible because your dad didn't want to lose it. And all of a sudden, it just came well, around. You know, he didn't want to lose it that fast. And uh, Do you think they did it in Kansas City to protect Dusty rather than a, an area where he was super hot, like in Florida, that maybe he drops it in Kansas City didn't hurt him as bad? I don't know the answer to that, but. That, 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 Great question. That, that, that's a good question, but I, you know, hell, we could go anywhere. Right. But it we, it should have been someplace where we're both over. Right. I mean, it could have been yeah. Georgia. I mean, it could have been neutral. That didn't be North Carolina. It, it could have been Atlanta, Georgia. It could have been Columbus, Georgia. And, yeah, and had it been. Yeah. We're someplace where they knew us and we could tear yeah. it down. And, it, and you know, I, it just, it just was a, I thought a really unfair scenario that, that, you know, and I didn't even tell, I didn't tell anybody because I was instructed not to. And your dad, of course, brought Michelle, but I, my, my mom and dad came. It's one of the few times oh. I saw me wrestle. I didn't take Beth. I didn't tell her. Wasn't that, she, was, she was so wasn't bad. That one of those situations where the vote was like one of those split votes. Of, yeah. Uh, the, the NWA. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Uh, just, five to four. If you. Five yeah, to four. Watch that 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 uh kansas city match and it, to your point exactly like had that been the bayfront senate Shit. had that been you know it it's very strange well it, uh, or greensboro or, but i mean it just it yeah. put a neutral territory put it in atlanta well we're going to uh, pay some bills right now and tell you guys about LegacySubs.com. if you're a regular listener you've probably heard us talk about LegacySubs.com, the professional grade nutrition supplements made right here in the usa that can help you reach Whatever goals you have for your body, your health, your performance, or your well-being, and instead of another ad read, we wanted to share some verified reviews from top-rated. 
an independent review site so you can hear what legitimate customers think of the results they get from legacy products. Like Jonathan had this to say, quote, I was skeptical at first, but after going through my second bottle of recovery PM, I am a true convert. Even with the most strenuous workout days, I sleep and recover fully the next day. We'll continue to support these products going forward and look forward to anything new. Emmanuel says amazing products and very fast shipping. Blake says, absolutely love the legacy test stack. I feel like I have more drive and energy to power through my workouts. My sleep has also improved. So try legacy out today at LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com and join thousands of satisfied customers who've tried the best-selling testosterone booster Test X9, the best-selling Sleep Aid Recovery PM, or try their newest products like Salted Caramel Protein, it's a Salted Caramel Premium Whey Protein, or NO2 Pro for the best pump you've ever had. And allegedly, it even gives you better performance south of the border, if you know what I mean. Don't forget to use promo code FLAIR, save 10% off your entire order, and help support this show. Level up with LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. Or promo code FLAIR will save you 10%. Now, here's a prediction I'm going to make. I think I mentioned this uh, on a previous podcast. I think the first guy to go from AEW to WWE will be Cody Rhodes. And I have no factual basis for that. I don't know his contract status. I just have that feeling. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. And I got to tell you, there are people in that locker room that have that feeling too. It's possible. I know they'd take him back. I'm sure they would. Hey, the, 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 the name R-H-O-D-E-S is going to be in this business until the day that the business drops off the face, face of this earth. And if they can bring Cody Rhodes back in, it would be a feather in their hat. It would, um, it would speak volumes, um, on Vince for, it would speak volumes for Vince to change his mind about something. Um, cause he can, he can keep a, he can have a frame of mind where he goes, I'm not, I'm not going to go back there. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to revisit it. And then someone can tap on his shoulder and say, Hey, it's Cody Rhodes. You know what I mean? So, um, well, like I said, I'm not putting a timetable uh, on it, but it would not surprise me. But I got to tell you, I don't know if I'd want to be the first guy to go from AEW to WWE because you're going to get a paycheck, but you might get buried too. Uh, I, I think Cody's smart enough to decipher that. I think you got to make Cody's growing up, growing up 20 years in, in five years. In terms of smarts, logistics, knowing how to promote himself, he wouldn't walk in there blindsided. Yep, I agree with that. And, and Nate, that's what makes your, your first run in WWE incredible. Because if anybody would figure to get buried upon entry in WWE, it'd be you. You were the standard bear for the other guys, for the competition. But instead, I mean, give Vince credit. He saw you for what you were and let you take it to the top there too. Mark. I say this very humbly. I was too good to be buried. Oh, you don't have to tell me. I totally agree, but, but no, who, that hasn't... Who, who, who was going to bury me? You make a compelling argument. <laughs> I, well, left the, I, I left the people behind me that could bury me. <laughs> good point. Good point. You could have got buried any worse in the new place than you had been <laughs> yeah. at, at the old Are place. Are you kidding I got to hang out with some of the greatest people 
as I say, I got to wrestle Hogan, I got to wrestle Randy, I got to wrestle Bret Hart, I got to wrestle The Undertaker. Are you kidding me? It was the greatest year and a half and the most fun I ever had. And I made the biggest mistake I ever made was going back. <laughs> now, uh, I, I want to get to AEW for a second uh, because Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes had a great ladder match that, uh, that King Dave Meltzer gave five stars. What's your take on ladder matches in general? What are the pros and cons? Well, they, uh, first of all, they had a great match. Yeah. Uh, the pros and cons are, I have just become aware of this or thought more, I put more thought into this after having been in, I've been in two. Um, number one, the guys that do these things and take these huge bumps are, are phenomenal. You know, I have nothing but respect for. But I think that, uh, I don't, I, I worry every time I see something like that, especially a big move like from ladder to ladder, kind of like when uh, I guess he gave, um, Sammy gave um, Cody uh, like a reverse stunner off the top, right? Like a cutter. He hit with a cutter off the top yeah, of both yeah, ladders. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And I went, oh my God. I mean, for Cody, yeah, I, Sammy, I'm sure, is used to all that stuff. I didn't know Cody could do that. You forget how athletic Cody is. Yep. Cody Cody looked like the Cody that was in WWE, who do moonsaults off the top of a cage and stuff like that. It was tremendous. But I, as usual, I'm I'm concerned for the health, yep, and the welfare of everybody. Um, that just comes with me being older. I don't want anybody's career to get cut short uh, because of uh, something crazy. And, I, and you know what? It. it Every bump you take like that is something that you'll what you won't won't bother you until you're in your forties, fifties, or sixties. So, but I I've got nothing respect for it. But once again, I've said this: I, I, nothing of nothing's ever really impressed me as much as Edge sparing Jeff Hardy, and I oh. I live I live by that. I've been a two of them myself, and I just said to Matt Hardy, I said one time, I, I trust you. Give me any bump you want, whatever it is. And when I did it with Edge and the singles, um, I just said, Edge, you know, I'll just follow your lead. You, you, I can take anything you give me, but I don't want to, would never try to do, give you a bump because I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's not that I couldn't do it, but I, not at 55, you don't start learning how to be in a ladder match. Well, well, stay with that because at 55 doing a ladder match, I mean, you hadn't done it. Uh, I think that was your first one against Edge, right? Or was it the second one? First one, yeah. So, like, how do you how do you figure out something like that? Even somebody as decorated as you and athletic as you and who knows how to work like you, how do you figure that out overnight? Yeah, you, I just got to the building and Edge. We just I said, "What can you do with it? What What have you done? What can you do with me that you have never done with anybody else?" And the where he jumped off the top of the ladder on me. But every other one, he just put it together. And I just took the bumps. I didn't do anything. Now you and, mentioned, and, and, and Lita was fabulous in it. Lita was fabulous in it. Now you mentioned uh, Jeff versus Edge, which was at 2009 Extreme Rules. Yeah, and I I think that probably set the standard all time for ladder matches, didn't it? Please, the spear off the top of the ladder in midair, Jesus. I mean that bump for every from from my standpoint is every 
bit of throwing and the stuff that Mick did off the top of the cage would take her. I agree. Uh, actually, not not to blast Mick, but even more so because, you know, it involved, well, two no. people. Two people, right, exactly. Yeah, it, it's much harder to take care of two people than it is one. Right, right, exactly. Uh, now, uh, what, I want to get back to Sammy and Cody for a sec because I, I think the world of Sammy and I think the world of Cody, too. And I love that match. I think Sammy's one of the best three or four workers in the business now, but unfortunately oh, with those wait, two. Whoa, 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 I, whoa. No, I'm telling you. <clears throat> okay, in the business. Yeah, who's bad? I mean, okay, among the men, how's that? Yes. That fair? Yes. I think that, because, like, who's better? Who's having matches like him on a consistent basis right now? I don't want to hear what, you know, somebody did 10 years ago. I mean, right now. Who's having matches like what? Better matches than Sammy right now. In our business? Yep. My daughter. Yep. Okay, keep going. I Randy, agree. Randy Horton in every single match he's in. Okay, keep going. AJ Styles. The, the, Maybe. The, uh, the, right now? The, right the second? Maybe. Yeah. If you put him in a match like that, he's got to be put in that scenario. Well, right. But who's capable of it? I'm talking about reality, not fantasy. The Young Bucks hardly even work anymore. They're hardly ever on TV. They're hurt or they're sick, and that's not their fault, but they're not working. Okay, but you're asking me who, when they're working. I'm, I can't, I, I don't book the shows, so. I know. <laughs> not yet. But no, uh, it, 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 Sam, is he, Sam, was he 25 yet? Uh, 28. Yeah, we, he's not expected to be at their level yet. He's really good. Don't take me wrong. Yeah. He's really good. But if you put AJ Styles in that match, he's going to be better. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. Right now, I'm not sure. Yeah, that, else... we're, we're having a debate. That's what, that's what right. the show is all about. Right. What about Brian Danielson? Who's better right now, Sammy or Brian Danielson? Right now. Brian. Not or, uh, your buddy, uh, Sammy. Right. I, I think. He's, he's better than CM Punk right now. Yep. Well, yeah, he is. Well, I'll concede with the, I'll concede what, what, what you're asking me. I'm just saying, yep. you're asking me if, if who's the best. You said men's division, not matches. Uh, I think Sammy's having great matches. I mean, I just. I didn't say he didn't, but you asked me who you say he's one of the best men in the business. He's not. Yep. Well, I think he's top five. Top 10, maybe. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, and I might I might go a bit higher, but but anyway, back to my original point. My one complaint about that match is was the move you said before, which was very thrilling, and it's something people remember. It, it, was, it was the finish, right? If you do a cutter from ladder to ladder off the top of both ladders, that has to be the finish. Absolutely. What what, what were they thinking? <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> the court art, the court art, Anderson. They weren't. <laughs> Now, uh, I want to ask you about this match because you and I have talked about this before. The ladder match at WrestleMania 10 between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, uh, Scott Hall, which kind of brought ladder matches into the public eye. What was your take on that match? Well, I just, you know, as we've talked about, Shawn Michaels is one of those guys that could do anything. So I just thought that, that it was unique, it was brand new, and it was exciting, and... Uh, you know, obviously, it was, it was it, the fact that we're talking about it all these years later. It entertained a lot of people. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, but I, 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 I definitely think the match was great because of Sean. I think R R R Razor was in there like I was with uh, with Edge. 
just right. to take the bumps. Right. Sean, Sean gave the bumps and Razor took them. Yeah. No, I much much like me and uh, much like me and Edge. I mean, I, Edge, Edge 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 was the guy that got me through it, as Sean got Razor through it. And and I don't think that that's an insult to Scott at all. I no, just not. I think that's just a tribute to Sean, and also for him to do it then. When how many ladder matches had there been, and what kind of blueprint was there for for him and, and Scott to work with? That's what made it most impressive, perhaps. Exactly. Was that the first one ever? I think there had been some, but not not at that level, not with that visibility. Yeah, and not with Shawn Michaels. That's exactly right. Could not have put it better. Um, here's a note from Steve Kaufman, our producer, referring back to our segment about the ladder match. Bret Hart claims to have done a ladder match at a house show. Well, of course he does. Bret Hart's done everything first. Is, is, Brett, is Brett listening right now? I don't know. <laughs> of course, I don't know. Now, uh, on, now uh, let's move on to Cody Rhodes, who just won the TNT Championship from Sammy Guevara in AEW. When did you first meet Cody? Because I remember Cody being around WCW with his dad way back when. No, I met Cody with, with uh, you know, I used to travel with Reed for amateur wrestling. And Cody was a uh, Georgia state champion. But this is when they were both like younger. I think Cody is three years older or two years. They never wrestled each other. That's funny because I was I was dying to, uh, uh, for Cody and Reed to work back then as, as were Dusty and I, but they were an age bracket apart. Where they, I couldn't even bump him up high enough. Um, but I mean, Cody's just—he's uh, a diamond man for me. I think the world of the kid. He's done all this on his own. You know, had the balls to step away from it, challenge it. Um, married a beautiful girl, Brandy, who supports him, and they—you know—I talk to Michelle a lot. Not a lot, but once a month, I'll text Michelle. Man, the kid is is golden. So, you know, it's it, it it's kind of like. No, and I, I understand it, but I mean, I, I can't figure out how AEW got the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament when, when Owen, when, I, I mean, I, I appreciate Tony for doing it, but that's something that if the, if the company feels that strongly about Brett and Owen, that's something that um, I wish the WWE had jumped on. Does that make sense? Yeah, but they, but they didn't and weren't going to because of their relationship with with Owen's family over the I, lawsuit. I, see, I, I didn't know that. So that, yeah. well, I, I'm proud of Tony for doing it because I never knew Owen that well, but he certainly has had, certainly is very respected by so many people. And, and I uh, I never got to know him. I never got to wrestle with him. So, but I think any time that, like, you know, like the, the they had the Dusty Rhodes Memorial uh some kind of a tournament. On, they had a on tag N team tournament, NXT. At NXT, yeah. Right. So, I mean, eventually, that, eventually one day, I would bump that up to a main roster of a show because Dusty's a character and a name that'll never be forgotten, always be remembered, and, uh, you know, as you can't, there's not going to be another Dusty Rhodes. Well, that, so. that said, I was always disappointed that Cody never got the opportunity I felt he deserved in WWE. And I, I didn't like him as Stardust. That, that's, that's, why, that's why he left. Well, I know. I didn't like him as Stardust. I liked him when he was in that legacy thing with Randy Orton and with Teddy DiBiase's kid. But, uh, but yeah, I give him credit. Like you said, he went against the machine. Yep. You know, he left and, and created his own machine. Yep. And, and let's be honest. Tony Khan provides the money. 
And there were a lot of other influences like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. We could go down the list. But Cody Rhodes is the primary reason for AEW's existence. There's no doubt about that. He pushed the button first, pushed it hardest, and he got things done. That's the way I understand it, yes. Because he was... Um... He had his own little promotion going, I think, before Tony came in. So, well, yeah, he, he did that. He did that pay per view, that all in. Yeah, and it and that's what I think it started Tony. And I, I'm not, I don't know the intricacies of all that, but um, hey, I'm a big fan of, of Cody Rhodes. He knows that I text him all the time. So, well, I I think the big thing for Cody was when he first left WWE, he went to Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. which now looks like it's going to be belly up or in a very you know, limited capacity moving forward. But he went to Ring of Honor, and he used the creative freedom there to reinvent himself mm-hmm. and to help others reinvent themselves. And honestly, they picked up a lot of what Ring of Honor was doing with the Bucks, with Bullet Club, with Hangman Page, and mm-hmm. just moved it right over to AEW. And uh, I, I don't fault Ring of Honor for letting those guys go. Uh, you know, what was going to happen was going to happen. But, but that's where it all started to happen. Cody Rhodes in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. So that that I I don't, I don't know how I don't know how it evolved, but wherever it evolved and however it evolved, it worked. And Cody has once again put himself in a in a, in a very special place. Now, and, now uh, what what do you like about Cody talent wise? What makes him you know a, a top performer? Well, I tell you, when he did the moonsault off the cage with WWE, um, I looked at him in a whole different light. I didn't realize how athletic it was. He's one of these kids that can do anything. And, uh, you know, just being so close to his dad to see those boys, um, both of them, be so, so successful. Uh, and and, and even at different, <clears throat> different, different ages and different time frames, every time you see um, a second-generation kid do well, you're, you can't be proud enough of them, especially if you're, you know, if you're the son of a the legendary Dusty Rhodes. Well, in the match that Cody had with Dustin, remember that in AEW on pay-per-view, yes. brother versus brother? Yes. That was phenomenal. And the yep. way they did the angle leading up in the promos, yep. it's one of the very few times brother versus brother worked. The only times that brother versus brother worked, to my mind, were mm-hmm. Rhodes versus Rhodes and Hardy versus Hardy. And uh, Funk versus Funk. Oh, that Nate, that's even before my time, believe it or not. <laughs> I, wow. don't know, I, don't, I don't know if they did it. I'm making a joke, but... I'm not that, sure they did. That, I, don't, I don't think they did it, but that would have been classic. Um, well, no, but I tell you, no, I totally agree. I, I, I saw all those matches, and I think, um, yeah, it just... Uh, Cody and, and Dustin put on a clinic that night, and, um, yeah, I just... You know, like I say, I'm so proud of both of them. It's, it's very hard. You can imagine... Well, how hard it is to be a second generation wrestler when your last name is Rhodes and the no. pressure that's on you and it's all the comparison I happen to be experiencing I've had to experience the heartache personally that my daughter went through because people just said she's Ric Flair's daughter which is the biggest crock of shit in the world she's the greatest because she's the greatest and, and it surpassed me a long time ago so now Here's a prediction I'm going to make. I think I mentioned this uh, on a previous podcast. I think the first guy to go from AEW to WWE will be Cody Rhodes. And I have no factual basis for that. I don't know his contract status. 
I just have that feeling. I don't know why, I just have that feeling. And I got to tell you, there are people in that locker room that have that feeling too. It's possible. I know they'd take him back. I'm sure they would. Hey, the, 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 the name R-H-O-D-E-S is going to be in this business until the day that the business drops off the face, face of this earth. And if they can bring Cody Rhodes back in, it would be a feather in their hat. It would, um, it would speak volumes um, on Vince for, it would speak volumes for Vince to change his mind about something because um, he, can, he can keep a, he can have a frame of mind where he goes, I'm not, I'm not going to go back there. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to revisit it. And then someone can tap on his shoulder and say, hey, it's Cody Rhodes. You know what I mean? So, um, Well, like I said, I'm not putting a timetable uh, on it, but it would not surprise me. But I got to tell you, I don't know if I'd want to be the first guy to go from AEW to WWE because you're going to get a paycheck, but you might get buried too. Uh, I, I think Cody's smart enough to decipher that. I think you got to make Cody's growing up, growing up twenty years in, in five years. In terms of smarts, logistics, knowing how to promote himself, he wouldn't walk in there blindsided. Yep, I agree with that. And and Nate, that's what makes your your first run in WWE incredible, because if anybody would figure to get buried upon entry in WWE, it'd be you. You were the standard bear for the other guys for the competition. But instead, I mean, give Vince credit. He saw you for what you were and let you take it to the top there, too. Mark, I say this very humbly. I was too good to be buried. Oh, you don't have to tell me. I totally agree, but, but no, who, that hasn't... Who, who, who was going to bury me? You make a compelling argument. <laughs> I, well, left the, I, I left the people behind me that could bury me. <laughs> Oh, good point. Good point. You could have got buried any worse in the new place than you had been at, at the old place. Are you place. kidding? I got to hang out with some of the greatest people. I, as I say, I got to wrestle Hogan. I got to wrestle Randy. I got to wrestle Bret Hart. I got to wrestle The Undertaker. Are you kidding me? It was the greatest year and a half of the most fun I ever had. And I made the biggest mistake I ever made was going back. <laughs> And that's why I always recommend that you start your day with AG1. I recently started taking Athletic Greens. Well, because my wife made me. Guys, this is a real story. My wife, Megan, has been using Athletic Greens long before they were a sponsor here on the show because she cared about better gut health. She wanted more energy. She wanted to optimize her immune system. She hated taking pills or vitamins. She wanted a supplement that would actually taste great. And that's why she's doing one delicious scoop of AG1 every day, every morning, that's all it takes. One scoop and a cup of water and you're good to go. You'll be absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's going to help you start your day right. It's going to help you take care of your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your aging, all the things. And this is a real deal, guys. Don't take mine and Rick's word for it. Athletic Greens has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. And with AG1, you're really investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. It's cheaper than what you've been spending on coffee in the morning, I'm sure. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you're eating keto or paleo or vegan or dairy-free or gluten-free, it's got less than one gram of sugar. It's got no GMOs. It's got no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it still tastes good. It's going to support mental clarity and alertness, better sleep quality and recovery. 
And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Seriously, it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash flare. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash flare to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now, more Ric Flair. All right, so now it's time for our main event here on the Ric Flair Show. It's our interview with Cody Rhodes. Yep. Were, were you guys as performers privy to what the vote was? Like, did you know ahead of time, or is that something that comes out years later? No, this- no, no. I knew what the cracker called me and told me. But I, well, first of all, I don't think Dusty or myself knew they were having a vote. What happened was, yeah. Eddie had so much power. Fritz had so much power. Geigel had a little bit of power. Sam had a ton of power. Barnett had a ton of power. Crockett was pushing for me. Eddie, right. of course, pushing. And I think because Crockett was getting so big, I mean, all of a sudden it wasn't just Mid-Atlantic. I mean, he was starting to make moves, right? That Crockett pushed them because they all those guys resented Jimmy Crockett. I mean, he wasn't a wrestler. They, they, yeah. they, they liked his dad, but, you know, Eddie was a former wrestler. Guy, go former wrestler. Barnett, I'm not sure how he got in. <laughs> to begin with, but the funks, Harley Race, you know what I mean? I, you know, it's like yeah. when it's like when uh, when when Dusty beat Harley, he beat him in Tampa, right? Bayfront oh, front center, man. Yeah, I mean, and that and it should have been a, it should have been in a scenario where we both were had some steam, we would have torn it down. I mean, you know, but we're sitting there and they, people are looking at us like, hey, I guess I know Dusty Rhodes. I definitely don't know Ric Flair. You know what yeah. I mean? Well. It's funny you mentioned that him winning it in uh, at the Bayfront with Harley because I'm just now thinking about you at Dark Eight Eighty Three and it's it's uh, I believe it's the exact same uh, it's the same finish it's a crossbody from the top yeah exactly yeah, correct yeah same finish Harley man yeah. uh, that one that had Harley's number the old crossbody <laughs> yeah that had him well let me tell you it, it didn't have Harley's number it had, it had his blessing. <laughs> yeah, that worked. Because he, he, he could have changed it at any point in time. That that worked. My, yeah. my, I told you my favorite Harley race story, right? Uh, you told me a few Harley race stories on the bus, and every every one of them I was. I like, told I told you about, I told you about the Hunter one and the Kurt Henning one. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew you were talking about Harley because you always you always stimulated you were you were yeah. smoking okay. cigarettes <laughs> again. Yeah. Well, here I, I'll, for the fans that haven't heard this, this is the first time that. Hunter, who um, came to WCW, Tara Olivet, right? Yeah. Walked in the locker room, and Harley at that time was managing Vader. So, and uh, and Hunter, uh, Paul, Hunter had been in the gym business, and I met him at a gold gym convention because I had the 10 gold gyms. I brought the tape back, and bingo, they hired him. So, we're in the locker room, and and this kind of this obviously is not real, but I like I like to use these voices. Okay, I go um, Harley. I want you to meet a new guy, um, Paul Levesque, just coming into business. How do you do, Mister Race? How you doing, kid? I'm good. Who trained you? Killer Kowalski. 
he's the shits. <laughs> um, poor honor. I know. <laughs> what are you gonna poor say? Honor. What are you gonna say? And then Let the Kurt, and then and then the Kurt Henning one. Kurt Henning in Kansas City, right? Just a new kid starting in Minneapolis up down there working because Larry and him, right? He goes, "Hey, Mister Reese, what's the finish tonight?" What's your finish, kid? Dropping off a top rope. I'll move. <laughs> are, you are you kidding me? Those are the yeah. best of all time. Oh. Uh, he, yeah. he, he, he was so intimidating. I was afraid of Harley. Oh, geez. You know, you know, Dusty, he, um, he like, I, you know this, obviously, Rick, but obviously dad modeled a good deal of his career after Muhammad Ali. Of course. Especially with like Gordon Soley kind of yep. standing in as, as his Howard Costell. He always told me growing up, he was, he, he referred to Harley Race as the George Foreman. Yeah. That, that was his George Foreman. Yeah. I, I, I always loved the good analogy. Yeah. He, he had, that was his, uh, that was his George Foreman. Yeah. He was the shooter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it's funny you said that because uh, I thought it was phenomenal, and I'm sure Conrad and I must have talked about a hundred times. For uh, the NBA Finals to going be going on as strong and as and the ratings that they got for that Friday to completely shut down, and oh, yeah. everything for two days was committed to Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Spoke volumes oh. for who this guy was. I mean, it's really yeah. unbelievable. And then the minute the funeral was over, back to basketball. Right. But for that, yeah, for that forty-eight hours, man, it was Muhammad Ali. I mean, and they gave him. I mean, the guy was it. I mean, but the, your your dad was the Muhammad Ali in terms of. I mean, all the stuff, the wine and dine, the pork and beans. I mean, oh, the, I don't the even whole, know where he got all that shit. It was phenomenal. Yeah, so, well. It's like it was. It was you only passed through one time, kid. Why not pass by in a Cadillac? In a Cadillac. Paul <laughs> <laughs> Laura draw back laughing at a joke, and I'm out front cooking and smoking. <laughs> he um, he was inspired by by it, and he made it. He he took it to to pro wrestling, especially with adult like with Gordon. And you look at those those Gordon and Dusty interviews from Championship Wrestling from Florida. I I found one the other day. Uh, that is likely my favorite Dusty promo, uh, Dusty interview of all time, and it's it's one that very few people um, have ever seen. It's a, it's about Eric DeWed and Sonny King and uh, Pac Song. It's talking about a bounty uh, that Harley Race had, and it's just a, just amazing. But it's it, I can see it, especially yeah. after look digging into you know Ali here and there. Man, I, I can see it. It's, it's fun to see like. Because that's pro wrestling. I always like that. Where you can take something from the mainstream and you can mold it to your audience, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, your dad, you know, i tell you another guy that uh, your dad uh, um, got a little bit from was Thunderbolt Patterson. Your dad, oh, dang, he, he, your dad was the white Thunderbolt at that time. Thunderbolt could talk, man. Yeah. He, he, uh, he was average in a ring, but he could he could talk. But your dad took a Thunderbolt's rap and took it to a whole new level. I mean. That thing that your dad, the hard times promo that he made with about me and that, I mean, that promo yeah. might be one of the greatest promos of all time. Absolutely. Hard times. I, uh, I got it. I love the hard times promo, but 
I have so many more of his yeah. his promos that I like. I think it's just that I've seen hard times. Uh, I've seen it so much. I do remember WWE.com did a best talker list. Yeah. And I remember my dad was, you're... That I was ahead of you. I think he was bad about that. And I think you, but, but the thing that really set him off was that Thunderbolt Patterson was not on the list. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, he yeah, was he, pissed. He sent me a text. You're number yeah, one. No. That's, boy, that's, and, and, well, I said Heyman. I, I just call Heyman number four now every time I see him. <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. Hey, but that's, that's the elite company to be up there in that, that top five with. Oh, yeah. It's heat though, man. <laughs> I just, hey, I just, I just got the vote because I took off my clothes more times in the ring. <laughs> as, as, I as, as me and Gene would say, "Here goes with the laundry again." <laughs> oh, I saw an interview with you the other day where you have these massive shades on. Yeah, and this is, uh, I think this is before 1981. I think this is 1980s, and you're, you're talking about the boy. I'm trying to think. It was oh, on the yeah. rivalry. It was on the rivalry special that they they just put out. But it was, it was wait, excellent. Wait, they didn't sound like me and your dad. No, it was it was it was pre. Uh, You're gonna read with a black guy. You called. You were coming in your own. Coming in your own. Oh, it's Sonny King. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who is it? Sonny King. Uh, no, it was Rufus. Yeah. No, you're talking about Conway. Something Conway. Tiger Conway. I, yeah, you're talking about, and you keep calling him a boy, and you got yeah. these big ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 stuff, that stuff wouldn't fly now. No, Jesus. Yeah, um, no, not at all. Are you kidding me? I'm just yeah. glad that social media wasn't around back then because you didn't oh. think about it. Yeah. And, so, and, so and, and nobody was uncomfortable with it. You know what I mean? Tiger Conway and I were good friends, as were Rufus and I. I'll tell you something that's funny, and I didn't know this. Uh, Cody, you were there. Do you realize that. Um, um, I'm drawing a blank. What's the kid's name that inducted Bossman? Uh, that was just his kids, his right? Kids did Bossman. No, no, okay, okay, not Bossman. Um, who was Slick? Oh yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what Slick is? Oh, was the manager, Slick. Yeah. You know what Slick is? Yeah. Who is it? Oh no, it's Rufus R. Jones' son. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Oh, man. He inducted the uh, boss man. Didn't you're right. You're right. Yeah. We were just thinking about, you know, his family accepted. Yeah. No, Slick was, is Rufus our Joe's son. And somebody told me that I guess his dad and I were, God, we had great times. I mean, yeah, unbelievable. The night he challenged Roddy Piper to drink moonshine. And we went to the interviews in the morning. And your dad said, where's Rufus? And we couldn't find him. And they called from the Kentucky Fried Chicken place on, uh, on, he was uh, passed out on the hood, right? Passed out on the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Piper left him for dead. I the office and go. I think one of your wrestlers is still in the parking lot. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't I mess. remember my dad. <laughs> don't mess. Don't mess with Piper. <laughs> so, Cody, yeah. we've talked this whole time. We haven't talked about your brother. What in the hell is he doing? He's found like the fountain of youth. He's performing at a high level, and it doesn't seem like that should be the case as long as he's been in the business. What's the secret? And Tell us about your brother a little bit. Um, you know, uh, I think I always, Dutton's heard this before. He's like, I always call him WWE's Benjamin Button because the guy's getting older and it seems like he's, uh, he's getting younger. Um, here's some things that people do not realize, but Dutton and I are 16 years apart and we grew up in completely different households. And essentially, even though 
Dusty, our father, we essentially grew up with different fathers because of how Dusty was when he had Dustin versus how Dusty was when he had me. Um, with that said, the first time we really got like the first true real bonding experience in my entire life, uh, with Dustin was when he came up and we had our, our six man with uh, our tag match for that with, uh, the shield at battleground. And then after moving forward after that, uh, winning the tag titles and the, the run we had as, as, uh, you know, gold dust and Cody Rhodes prior to the Stardust gold dust stuff. So I think watching him is incredibly motivating. The thing I am, I'm most proud of about Dustin, and this is documented. So I hope, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this is Dustin is completely clean from, you know, he had his, his demons and battles with addiction and he got completely clean. And I've been completely clean for many years. And I say that with a lot of pride because a lot of guys, especially pro wrestlers, will preach to you about they're, they're either born again or they're, they're clean, but they're not. When you go clean after a battle with addiction, that means it's cold turkey. There's nothing. There's no alcohol. There's no, no vices of that nature. And he's one of the few I've seen that really fully commits to his sobriety and he, he fills it in. He fills it in with training and with wrestling. He will not go out on a live event for a, for a five minute match, no matter what they tell him to do. He's got to get a sweat. He's got to, he's got to get moving. He's got to feel the people. He's, he's a very special performer for sure. And I, I'm, I'm thankful. I got the chance to know him uh, via, via that tag team run because people assume, Oh, you guys are brothers barely saw each other until I was about 15 years old. And, uh, and then to get the chance to work with him was something I never expected and was, was really happy about. Yeah. Well, he's a great kid. I mean, I, everybody's aware of the issues. I mean, and they're, you know, God forbid, uh, nobody can point fingers at anybody in, in, in our business period, yeah. but he has, and he's just a great guy. And I see him all the time. And uh, of course, I, you know, I, like I text him the other day um, on the anniversary. I talked to your mom on the phone. I text you. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity. And uh, I, I was hoping, and I talked to him about it. I understood it was an opportunity problem for, probably for him to coach at NXT. I think that's, yeah. I think that's what he wants to do, but they want him to work full time. Does that sound right? Uh, I believe that's the case. Especially with the brand split. <laughs> yeah. I know that first first thing um, we that I kind of like, first like logical thing I thought of when I walked into the performance center to get my dad's stuff out of his office yeah. um, was I thought, who, who is going to do the interview class? My father called it a communications class. Yeah. And who's going to do that? That that can, I don't, you don't have to to fill his shoes, but like that was such a to me that was such that was like the coolest thing about the performance center. And there's so many wonderful things about that facility and all that, but but you're not. It's not about drills or our our schedule or our dining food out from the fridge or whatever the hell. It, it's about like that was the coolest thing was the Dusty was teaching the interview class. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So who fills that? And I thought, well, from modern day experience, knowing what perhaps the the top brass at WWE wants, Goldust would would be a great person to 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 fill that role. But I I think it's just a a work in progress with finding what he might do there because Dustin also can still give in the ring. But when I went there and, and I, it makes me concerned about, you know, that that dream is no longer leading the communications class. Cause I just, I thought that was a, a really invaluable experience that that kind of first generation of NXT superstars got. And I hope they, they fill it some somewhere with somebody that, uh, well, you you, you know either. you know how much it meant to, to uh, Ashley or Charlotte. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, she was mesmerized, and he he was so supportive. And actually, it took her a while. I mean, it, but now that she's found herself, man, her self confidence, and you know, it, it's like anything else. It, it it just doesn't come overnight. You know what I mean? But now that she's got it, man, and and by the way, she loves you as you know, right? So I get I guess you guys <laughs> talked yesterday, right? She was on the, she told me, uh, she was saying, you know, I have, I have a good time talking, talking with Rich. He yeah. was on his, his, uh, his bulletin board and there was only a few people yeah. on the bulletin board in his office. You know, the, the ladies of that bulletin board yeah. were, were, the, you know, his daughters, uh, Brandy, Stephanie McMahon and Ashley. So it was yeah. pretty like tall cotton on the bulletin board. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad they got across path there too. I think that's cool that. That oh yeah, got to help teach Charlotte. You know, like the family business it goes on. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great, and he she loved him, and it's like she goes. Um, the other day, I'm just driving on the road, right? I get a text. Don't forget the don't don't forget to text Michelle. Right, this is Ashley, right? Oh. I go, and I go, like, what are you talking about? And she goes, I said, Michelle, who? She said, Dusty, Dusty. Oh, I mean, she's so conscientious. I mean, her schedule is ridiculous right now. You realize that? Oh, yeah. But to be yeah. that conscientious of that moment, yeah. when it should be my responsibility to remember, right? So <laughs> then I, and I call your mom and catch up with her again. But um, she sounds like she's doing great. I'm not trying to, to bounce around her, but yeah, it's 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 this, the family thing. Was I, I'm still a, a Conrad. Had a commit had a, had a commitment because he he would have been at the funeral too. He was such yeah. a huge fan of your dad. And the thing that's funny is I had made a deal with Michelle for Dusty to come to Conrad's house. And uh, oh yeah, they, and they was where Conrad he, he brings people over here and he brings about ten of his friends in and they tell stories and eat steaks and have a good time. And uh, they also have a beverage. And I think Michelle agreed to me just to pacify me. But at that time, your dad wasn't drinking or anything, which I didn't know. No, yeah. It, it had been a year since he'd had a career. I mean, to me, you know, that, that'd be rough for me. <laughs> Every time I come here, yeah. I got to tell you, I have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. Check liver lights. I could, uh, <laughs> I could always get him to, when I came over, when we were both living in Orlando yeah. uh, the last few years, I could always get him. He, he got this weird, uh, where he liked to, uh, like, drink the the full bodied beverage, like he'd like a original cord, yeah, you know, in the in the banquet in the in the gold can. So I I got him, you know, he was he was he was easy uh, to break in that regard. My mom, my mom's really doing like it's amazing. She got a a job at a, yeah. a dentist office, and she's she's kind of learning, you know, 
learning to live again uh, a little bit. And the cool thing, uh, I was able to sign the, the royalties from the uh, the aforementioned uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes book all to her. So that, that like, Gosh, you know, the Dusty, Dusty's the gift that keeps on giving. And that, yeah. that's how he was anyway. So I like it. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, your mom deserves everything. But she's close to Teal, which has got to be nice. Yeah. The grandchildren. Oh, but Teal has, oh, they're right there. Teal has two, right? Yeah, Teal has uh, Merritt, their first, Terry yep. and Kevin Merritt, yep. and, Kel, uh, and Kellen. And, uh, and you know, Merritt's name, because you, you know, their stuff. He was a diehard uh, New York Yankees fan. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's, yeah, there's Merritt's name, Sage, yeah. and you know, Kristen has uh, Dylan and Dalton, yep. and yep. Dustin has Dakota. So she got, she got uh, a slew of, of grandkids. Yep. She's fully, she's really into the grandma thing. Yeah, Kristen's in Austin, right? Still? Yeah, Kristen's in, Kristen's in Austin. Yeah. Up there in the hills. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and then Dustin's Orlando, and she goes back at kind of where we grew up, essentially, in, in Marietta. Uh, and that's where mom yeah. is. Too. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. Well, life sounds good for you, pal. It's great. It's I, great. I it's really, it really is. Last week was very exciting. Getting, getting big news and make that little trip to Hollywood, which was which was really, it paid off. I'm going out there next week. To, no, that, for, for that, some, that, that's the small. guy. That's the guy that you had on the, you wrestled on the show, Some right? Slam, right. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I want to make sure, because I'm not into that as much. I have to make sure I yeah. can identify. Hey, I have one more question for you. I've I've been I I have never asked you I've I asked Teddy a couple of times senior what what whatever you guys seem like the perfect team what happened with that deal with Ted Junior yeah do you remember when you and Orton when Orton, me and Orton and, and oh, fought Orton. all the way down to the ring and Orton fed me into you guys and you guys did oh I remember in the cage we got you in the cage yeah yeah and beat the crap out yeah you <laughs> yeah I mean what the hell and I was go I was going I was going to Cody B careful they were double suplexing me or something <laughs> you know at, at, yeah. at 106 years old just give it to him okay <laughs> i think yeah. um so i think what happened no i can't i can't speak for, for ted um i i can say that they gave us the ball for the legacy i know and the whole they gave us the ball when we were incredibly young i was 20 i was 20 I was 21 turning 22 when I first teamed up with Teddy. And the next thing you know, uh, we're, we're wrestling, we're competing against Batista and Triple H. And I feel like we did. And having good time. matches, too. Oh. Having really good matches. Some of the most informative matches of my career are the the – you know, handicap style matches we had with Triple H over in the UK were to be able to to wrestle against also to be able to wrestle against him and the Undertaker ten nights in a row when you're twenty two years old. Yeah. Uh, and your mouth is shut and your ears are open. But all the same, I think one of the issues was we were we probably were not ready uh for for any for any of that because when it came kind of like nut cutting time though like Shawn Michaels asked him he's like well what are you going to do you know what's 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 going to lead into that and what things are you going to be known for in the ring and up until that point in my career I'd really just kind of listened and I remember that was Shawn told me and one of his big things is getting over as a full-time job 
And it was at that point, right at the end, where we were splitting up, which Arn Anderson was adamantly against splitting us up. He wanted to keep me and Teddy together for another year, another two years. Uh, and as often I find out with Arn, Arn was right. Uh, we would have been able to learn and grow together as professional wrestlers, as, as te- technicians, because I didn't have a clue. I feel I always tell people I'm not really classically trained. I really learned as, as we went. I did not have a clue uh, of holds, maneuvers, all, all this stuff that today, like wrestling is the best of the best. Guys like Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Cesaro, there's a sporting element to what they do. And I didn't know it at that point early on. So looking back, we probably could have stayed together. Yeah. Hey, well, Cody, I've got a question about last year. You know, you were in a feud with Goldust, you know, Stardust and Goldust, and everybody kind of thought that was heading towards WrestleMania. And then at Fastlane, it was done. Was the plan to end at Fastlane, or was or did fans just make that up on their own that it was going to hopefully be a WrestleMania match, or what happened there? Um, it was never intended to be a WrestleMania match. Fastlane was it. I was in the latter match uh, in San Jose right. uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I had been informed as of as such. Uh, no, it was never. It was never meant to be beyond Fastlane. You say it was done. The, the, the way I look at it, Fastlane was a total dud. Yeah. It was a total dud. And people think, oh, well, the, the, the finish got screwed up. The finish didn't get screwed up. The match just sucked. And it it's just one of those nights where I kick myself to this day about it. I wish it had connected further because on the live event, Dustin and I were having this really fun and, and the crowds were really involved with a tremendous interaction it just didn't work uh at fast playing it, it might have been too soon maybe it could have gone to wrestlemania i don't particularly think so and the other thing is we involved dad right and we involved them in a way that is was not be- believable um when we had involved him prior for battleground you could see the love uh you could see the the family i always think of dusty as anthony hopkins in legends of the fall at that battleground match yeah. it was like his his last stand, and he he was so proud of when he gave the elbow to Dean Ambrose that the people got up, and that at that, that point in the match, I could tell like, oh wow, we we did something here, and then to bring him back for the oh, we don't like that, or in my case, I don't like that, and, and some of the stuff like you're dead to me and all that. It's one of those things that I felt the viewer knew, and Dusty is they're my best friend. He he was like I am. So lucky to have him as a dad. He was my coach, my best friend, my mentor, everything. So it just, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't click. But it never was meant to be at WrestleMania, I can tell you that. Well, let me just say this to you <clears throat> um, in closing. Um, the I, as a guy that I've been the Black Scorpion, I've been committed to the mental institution, the Florida State, <laughs> I mean... There's not buried in the desert. I've been buried in the <laughs> desert. There isn't too much that I haven't done, but I want to tell you something. It took it. It takes an incredible amount of talent to do the gimmick that you were doing, and and, and that Dustin does. I mean, one of my favorite things of years ago was when Dustin had the Tourette gimmick. I mean, it yeah. was it was, <laughs> it, it was. But I mean, you jumped right yeah. into that gimmick. Maybe you weren't happy with it, but you pulled it off. 
at Illinois. Illinois. And, and I mean, and I mean, you did. And it was, you know, if you're looking at it in terms of, boy, this guy's got a lot of talent. Do you like it for him personally? Did I like it for you personally? No. But you pulled it off and it was entertaining. And I, well, and you could see by the fact that you were on TV every week that the people enjoyed it and the company enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Well, I, I'll tell you this. Um, I don't think many people know this. The goal of Stardust was, you said it, like, that is Dustin's character. Goldust is Dustin's character. So to, to be like a light version of him was probably a career nightmare and dream, uh, and just, just, just terrible idea perhaps. But the idea was when we got it, okay, it doesn't have to be androgynous. It doesn't have to be gold dust. You can be a super villain and, uh, oh, okay. I'll be like Jim Carrey and the Riddler and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll find myself a superhero. And then I, you know, had the match with Stephen Amell who's on TV as a DC. And he's the, he's the damn green arrow as an actual superhero. So I was like, this is perfect. And then there was supposed to be another match. And we had practices scheduled. And we were going to be at LMFL. And that match was supposed to be the end of Stardust. It was supposed to be, if Stardust loses to the green arrow, he'll return as Cody Rhodes. And that, when that didn't happen, that was one of the first, the first, oh, kind of, kicking the ball for me because you said something to me on a bus and I don't know if you remember it um, but you mentioned that, that I'm not going to say it because you said it to me but basically in summation you said that I'd outgrown the character I, I told and, you yeah yeah you have yes yeah and, I, I'll take credit for saying that and I uh, I thought well there, it's, there's kind of no end in sight and uh, I'm I don't want I don't want a fan, you know, if somebody says, oh, that's Cody Rhodes, and they say, who? Because they know me at Stardust, I would just, oh, it would just break my heart. So it, it was, you know, part of my my decision to, to peace out there at the end. But I do appreciate Conrad, especially. I appreciate I, I Every time I was in it, I, I wanted to give it 200%. Because when you're in it and you're out there, no matter if you, you love it or hate it, you know, talking about the black scorpion and all that, there's still people sitting there paid time to deliver. You know, one of the things I just realized as you were talking about that is the Stardust gimmick, is that kind of like your version of the polka dots? Because your dad got that over when nobody thought, you know, it had any business getting <laughs> over. And then you got this Stardust thing over, which really, I mean, golly, you exceeded all expectations with that. It was a lot better than it had any business being. And a lot being, of that was because yeah. of you. Yeah. I, I think I... Somebody would said, hey, good job on dancing through your polka dots to me on, on social <laughs> media every day. And I thought, that, that's a cool thing to say. It was definitely, Fit Finley brought it up to me uh, a couple of times. Uh, it was definitely a chance to be something other than just a uh, clean cut, you know, arrogant legacy or even like a clean cut white meat baby face. It was definitely a chance to be something different. And I was really looking forward. Well, shit. I'm still looking forward to it because I'm wrestling Kurt Angle on the 27th. I'm wrestling uh, Zack Sabre Jr. at Evolve in my first match back. The thing I was looking forward to feeling now that I've taken it off, the, the layers and the depth that it added to me. I learned a lot from the first year of Stardust, a lot. And I always like to sit this just telling gave, me that. This just gave me an idea. 
Give me 90 days, kid. <laughs> Give me 90 days. Stargate. Oh, no. Yeah, no, wait. Give me 90 days, man. We'll get someone to book it in Spartanburg. Okay? <laughs> oh, it's got to be yeah. in flare country. Ooh. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> we're, we're, at, at this point in time, I'm inclined to ask anybody, what is in flare country? If they woo, oh, if they woo, if they woo at the SPs and S Wednesday, I will actually get up and give my whole dialogue about keeping the alligators down. <laughs> well, are, you, are you at the Are you at the SPs? Yeah, I'm walking the red carpet with with uh, Ashley. Well, wonderful. Yeah, are you, you going to be in LA next week? Because yeah. I'm in LA all next week. We need to hang out. Well, good for yeah. We're, I'm coming in too tonight. Let's do it. God yeah, right, you know, right. you're, you're gonna you're gonna have to break down now and have some premium beer. <laughs> you're the you're the only you're the only one. Or, remember, or or a glass of wine for sure. I remember Tyler Breeze on the bus when I you kept handing me Coors Light and I came back and he goes, You don't even drink Coors Light. I said with Rick Flair I do. You know, so. <laughs> well listen, I'm riding over there, it's not exactly like it's everybody thinks oh it's all the glitz and glamour. Those five-hour bus rides, man, you got to have a beverage. I used to ride with Hunter and Sean, and they'd watch 48. I would go to the back of the bus and start raising hell with John Steen. That's when John was allowed to go out, right? And <laughs> and Sean would say to me, you ever going to grow up? I said, not as long as I'm in this business. <laughs> no. Well, let me tell you, we, by the end of the week, I had Sean drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> The Hardy Boys carried him to his room one night. <laughs> hey, speaking oh, wow. of Hardy Boys. You know it's something when the Hardy Boys carried you. Yeah, yeah, like, wow. Yeah. Cody, I got to ask. It's what everybody's talking about. Did you see the uh, Broken Matt Brother Nero final deletion? Yeah. Yes. Well, what's your takeaway? Rick saw it this morning, and uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts. So uh, when, I, when I left, Matt Hardy was actually one of the first people who reached out to me and that was really cool because I don't, we didn't really particularly click when I was in, when I was doing Dash and Cody Rhodes and, and Matt, his, his, you know, last few months with WWE. And I thought that was really cool. And looking at that, I'm like a old school type, I guess, just because of what I grew up on. It seems to have been incredibly effective, whether you love it or hate it, because everyone's talking about it. Right. We're talking about it now. So... I, I, anytime we're talking about Stardust, Brother Nero is a good example. Anytime you actually take a shot at being something other than you are, it sometimes is a miss, sometimes is a hit. I think right now they've got a hit because everyone's talking about it. Yeah, I said, I told Conrad, so watch, they'll be back on Raw in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that, that works. You, the next thing you know, you, the, buzz, the buzz picks back up. and then Exactly. Here you are. Exactly. Well, the buzz is all over you, man. Tell everybody listening how they can keep up with all things Cody Rhodes. Uh, the great thing is every match we're having, match if it's on the list, if it's not on the list, uh, they're all going on to that at Cody Rhodes Twitter which is really my only form of social media, but nothing, I'm remiss about nothing on, on that Twitter. If there's a match and it's coming to your town, you, you, you'll see it there. The first the first weekend would evolve. Uh, that's actually the night my nine days non-compete is up with Zach Sabre Jr. The next night with Chris Tiro, and then the following weekend is the weekend with the Miracle Mike Bennett and, of course, the American Hero 
Kurt Angle for Northeast Wrestling. So they just the rollout and the, the matches we haven't announced are just as exciting as the matches we have announced. And not to mention, you know, I, I can't say anything too deep, but uh, coming to you know the CW as part of the the Arrow universe uh, in season five, I think wrestling fans, uh, if they're not familiar with Arrow and the Berlanti universe that is the DC superhero shows, they're going to be really impressed and, and really enjoy what, what, uh, what they're allowing you to do. Well, that's great. Well, listen, you give my best to Mike. He's a hell of a guy, and I'm sure he'll take good care of you and Kurt. I'm sure it'll be sold out, and I'll be talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, entertain the world today, uh, along with Conrad and myself. We had a ball. Thank you so much. The legend, Conrad. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Listen, you don't realize that his place in, his place in, in Alabama is referred to as the... Uh, Conradison. Let's just it, stick well, with it's that. It's Conradison, Conradison, but it, to a lot of people around this wow. part of the country, we go. it's the Mustang Ranch of no. the Southeast. Wow. I... I do realize that because you told me on the spot. All right, your praises. These things are your praises, man. Right, you, guys are, you guys are good. I yeah. appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining the show, man. We really appreciate you taking the time. This is, you know, probably the hottest free agent in all of wrestling that we had on the show. We can't thank you enough. And my best to Brandy hey. and your mom and the whole family, buddy, okay? Yes, sir. Thank hey. you very much. As your dad would say, don't be afraid to live the legend, man. <laughs> Living on, living on the edge of a lightning ball. You That's it, buddy. Love you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Love you, too. All right, Rick. So that is the conclusion of our Cody Rhodes interview. You know, the original plan, of course, was not to have a part one and two. But once we got going, man, I feel like we covered a lot of cool stuff with Cody. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. And uh, it, we didn't realize when we taped um, just how, how long it would go and how entertaining it was. And, uh, I mean, he's it. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's actually... Not only being a phenomenal talent, he is a very, very intellectual young man, um, and he just—he uh, never stopped talking. It was very interesting. I don't think anybody could ever say, "Boy, this thing dragged." It was really good, and uh, happy for him, happy for his future, happy for his family. And we're happy to go ahead and have Cody Rhodes. Follow him on Twitter at Cody Rhodes. He's got lots of awesome matches coming up. You don't want to miss, including Kurt Angle. It's going to be hard to beat. It's August twenty-seventh. Check it out. And now we have to attend that. I mean, why not? That what a hell of a card! Because Cody, as much as we respect it, good luck. <laughs> this episode is being brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I don't know about you, but there's been many times in my life where I needed to make a change, like trying to be healthier or spending less time at work. I knew I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't ready yet. And a lot of smokers and dippers out there can probably relate. Zen understands there isn't just one quote unquote right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. So whether you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there with you with the right strength, with the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and you want to learn more today, check out Zen nicotine pouches at ZYN.com. That's Zen.com. 
That's ZYN.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Who's going to take care of your family if something happens to you? What would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to GoliathLife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms. You're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to GoliathLife.com. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. The biggest news is that Cody Rhodes left AEW, so did his wife Brandy. And the rumor is Cody's going to be heading back to WWE. Nature. You and I speculated about this weeks ago, and now it has come to pass. Yes, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll welcome an open arm. I, I think so too. What are the pros and cons for Cody? Because my gut tells me it's a good move for him. Oh, I absolutely. There's no way it couldn't be a good move for him. Well, why do you think that? Because he's he made himself on his own. Then he went to work with AEW made himself even bigger, and why not bring back Cody Rhodes, son of Dusty Rhodes? Huge. Why do you think Cody left? Uh, you know, it's it's maybe unfair to read his mind, but was it creative? Was it money? You hear rumors that him and the other founders drifted apart. What, what's your best guess? I don't have a guess. I just wish him the best of luck and to always hold his head high and remember who he was. You know, I don't know why I'm saying this. It strikes me as something Dusty might have done. Uh, no, I just think that, you know, when he left, uh, I'm not sure if you call it good or bad terms. I guess he left. There were some issues over the, of course, the uh, trademark issues and stuff like that, which are always will be. But um, he left. They went out and made it, on his, made it on his own. And then he and Tony hooked up and, I, I don't know. I can't, without giving you false information, I don't know why I left. I, I, I swear I could find out, but I, you know, I've given, I've, I heard back from him. We text each other and I just said, you know, be, be who you are. Don't take any shit from anybody. <laughs> that's what I told him. Well, one point you bring up that's very, uh, prescient Nate is he did make himself. He left WWE after yes. what I'm sure he would think would be a disappointing run. You know, the Stardust character at the end, stuff like that. He did that indie show, which was the birth of AEW. Without yep. Cody Rhodes, there is no AEW. Yep. Before that, he had a good run in Ring of Honor, re-elevated his name and that company. So clearly, he is as self-made as any wrestler I can think of in the last how many decades? Absolutely. Absolutely. And still, still just a young man. Yeah, for sure. And and again, there is no AEW without Cody. And uh Tony Khan has is acknowledged that. And I don't think the split was Tony acknowledged that. Yeah, yeah. Uh in so many words. I don't think the split was amicable, but I don't think it was, you know, I don't think it's a blood feud either. I don't I I have no idea. Now uh well Cody's I, I, I'd love to speculate, but I, I don't even want to go there. Now when Cody goes back to WWE. 
Will his past as a character like Stardust hurt him? Will it haunt him? Or will he just be Cody Rhodes who we saw in AEW? Cody Rhodes. How big will he be right away? How big will they use him? I think Biggie. Because there's a myth that Vince Barry's guys, he brings in from competing companies, but there's not much evidence of that, is there? I mean, he did it with you. Ironically, one example I can think of is you know Dusty. Why, you know why he did it with me? Go ahead. I, I never buried him. Oh, look, that's a good point. Look, look, look how they carried Eric out. Look what they did with the NWO. Yeah. That, that's very, very true. And I was going to bring up Dusty because he didn't he didn't do right by Dusty, really. He put him in the polka dots and, and had Sapphire with him, but, but Dusty kind of buried him, didn't he? Back when? Well, I didn't bury him, but, you know, the, the two things I never did is um, Harley Race used to go out because <laughs> Harley Race was tough enough to do this. Those plastic champions, those guys that call themselves the world champion. They're just plastic. I am the world champion. Of course, he was talking to Hulk, right? And then Dusty would go out and say something that, that alluded to New York. Does that make sense? Of course. Yeah. It was always that at the end of the day, you know what he was saying. And Dusty was such a fabulous talker that he could put it together. And it was, it was, it was smooth, but you know what he was saying? I never, I never did that. I never said a word. I refused to. Bischoff wanted me to crack on Vince on WWE. I said, absolutely, we'll never do that. Ring of Honor. That was bullshit with them. They wanted me to get in the goddamn ring and say that they were just big and could compete with the WWE. I said, I absolutely don't do that. And I walked out the door. I don't care what story you hear from anybody. That's what happened. That was unconditional. I will never crack on the WWE. Do I have issues with people that work there? Yes. But the WWE pulled me from my head being shaped, shamed beyond belief for who I was supposed to be in the business. Head shaved, shaved my son's head. Oh, my God. Had to get us both, right? He thought it was the greatest thing in the world because he was 12 years old. But what a way to be left. And that's how they left me. That, that's history. And that's bullshit. Do you think Vince will, uh, will have enough faith in Cody to make him one of their major champions before too long? Is that in his cards? I don't know. Do you think he's good enough to merit that? Yes. See, I think that if he would bring him in, and, and like I said, first and foremost, if he believes in Cody's quality, which I can't believe he wouldn't do. But I think if you put one of the big belts on Cody, the Universal or the WWE title, I think people in AEW that you might want to get down the road are going to look at that and, and say, okay, we'd get treated the right way up there. I think that would be not only properly recognizing Cody's talent, but would be good to sow some seeds moving forward. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll give him a major belt or not. Um, he certainly has a talent to pull it off. But I also think that um, uh, I do like the idea of him having to, uh, and I'm sure he'll agree with me, 
there's a lot of people up there to improve, to impress before you start thinking about being a world champion. Oh, no, I'm not saying overnight, Nate, but I'm saying, you know, down the road, because he is only, like we said, 36. Oh, no, I, down the road, I definitely think, but I won't be, I'd be surprised if it was right away. Do you think he'll be on WrestleMania? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. I think he'll make an appearance. Here's what I could see. I could see him doing a run-in or something like that at WrestleMania and then debuting proper on Raw the next night. That's that's, that's a possibility. That seems that would be a, a good way to do it. To, now to, to start into a uh, into a uh, mean to, to cause somebody to win or lose and then get into a feud with them, right? Right, right. Now, well, next, is, is it going to be a baby face or a heel? I would rather ask you that question. What do you think? He's got to be a baby face. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think given where he's coming from and what he did when he was there prior, I think it would be better as a baby face, especially initially. Yeah, especially with the name last name Rhodes. Can always turn around later, but he's such a talented kid and can do everything the baby faces, you know, need to do, drop kicking up all that, all the, you know, the the shine, everything that that they all do so well at that level. So I think I'd make him a baby face. Did you ever drop kick? Ever try it? Yeah, but I had to run five feet to do it. <laughs> the, only once. Who'd you drop kick? Do you remember? Ole Anderson off the apron. I bet he was thrilled. Yeah, I wish I'd hit him with a cement lock. <laughs> <laughs> what companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal, Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Now, uh, there's a report that Cody Rhodes has signed a contract with WWE, which I think was inevitable. How would you debut him? Should he show up at WrestleMania or would you wait? I'd have him show up, show up at WrestleMania. What would you have him do? Just show up or get involved or? I, I, I'd try to think out loud for, for Vince McMahon is, is impossible, but he, Cody's a really good talker and I'd have him, I'd have to go out there, just say what he thinks from the heart so, and, so, and, and he'd be, he'd be very well received. Oh, his, no question. His, his, his dad and his dad and his. Now, you know, the fact he's really, you know, pulled his dad legacy, uh, um, it, it, you know, made full, the full circle back and back with WWE and, you know, his dad being such a big star so many years, I think he walked out the door in Texas where his dad is from Austin and, uh, just as, you know, dressed up, 
which he, he, he did the clothes, which I like. I'm a big fan of that. Just stands there and said, now I had to learn what I, what, you know, we did something really, I, 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 I'd make him the hottest goddamn heel in the country. You bring him he, as a heel? Yes. Now yep. I'm up. I'm up. You know, you know, actually what I would do, actually, I would listen to what the crowd said when he walked out of me. That would be my opinion. I, I, I would say, Vince, I would say, walk out there, let her breathe for a minute and say what you think. That would never be the case, but that's what I would, let the crowd tell you what they think. Well, I, I have no idea if Cody right, should which, be- which is the way the business would be, absolutely. I mean, to me, let, yes. listen to the crowd. I used to tell the guys all the time, I cannot tell you what I'm going to do out there until I hear the crowd. What do I want to start? I said, I'll tell you when I get in the ring. I've ever done, had that argument a hundred times. Let me hear what the crowd's doing. Then I'll tell you what we're going to do. Well, I don't know if Cody should be babyface or heel. I kind of like the way you would approach it, but I think he's got to be pushed big because A, he's great, and B, a lot of people in AEW are going to be watching, and if Cody, you know, gets pushed, and if he gets treated good, people who might want to come from AEW to WWE might take that into consideration. Oh, I'm I'm very confident of fact he's gonna be pushed for a hard, but I don't see that even being an issue. But once again, I think the determining factor of what they want to do with him would be hit walk out in a state where his dad was born and raised sixty miles from where eighty miles from where you know Dusty was, you know, lived. Um and I would just let the crowd tell me what's going on. I've always wondered what the most value is when a wrestling promotion gets a new guy. Is it surprise value, which gets people talking? Or do you build anticipation, which should make more people watch? Uh, if they know he's coming, I would... Uh, uh, well, wait, first of all, Cody doesn't need vignettes, you know what I mean? Right. They know um, who he is. They know who he is. And... Uh, but I have to think, in my mind, I don't think Cody left in a bad way. So it wasn't like he was getting beat by everybody before he left. Or if he was, I don't remember. And I watched all the time. So I think he just decided he wanted to try something else. And he was successful at it. And, you know, Vince rewards success. He never said anything bad about the WWE. He never, I don't remember that I know. You know, they may have had some trademark argument issues, but that that's life. You know what I mean? But I think Cody will, will perform at a high level. He's young. He looks great. And I just think, once again, I would let the crowd dictate what he's going to be and all he's going to do. Because this is a kid that's got a whole new roster of people to wrestle. Yeah, I think it's going to be terrific. And, Nate, what about that neck tattoo he has? I think you should have got a neck tattoo back in the day. I, maybe I will tomorrow. I think it'd be awesome. Well, what, what, it, what, what does it say? Maybe Tom Brady, number 12. <laughs> TB12. TB12. Although, like we've always said, Nate, you don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. <laughs> oh, wow, I know. Now, how long are Brock and Robin going to go? What should they do? They don't usually work short matches per se, but uh, I think they can go long if it's requested of them. They both can. They're both in excellent condition. Well, what would you do, though? How would you book it? Well, like I said last week, I make sure they have at least 30 minutes. 
I think they could do a real good 30-minute match. I think there would be a lot of, you know, bells and whistles. I think Heyman gets involved. I think stuff like that, the Usos. But I think 30 minutes sounds about right. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I, I just think both main events should have at least 30 minutes. Oh, my, I, my, 30 minutes of wrestling, not including, we talked about this last week, not right. including the injuries. My God, I'd give I'd give Ronda and, and Charlotte 45. Yeah, why not? I think it'd be great. Nate, what's the preparation process like for a big match, like a main event at WrestleMania or, or, or you know, when you wrestled Starcade? Who has input? How much is laid out? How much is even rehearsed? Oh gosh, they're they're gonna be they're they're they go in probably on uh, two. They go in right after Raw, and they probably are there. You know, I would say five days of preparation. And how much is rehearsed in the ring? Um, a lot, a lot, but it's not 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 so much. The match is, I mean, everything is worse, but it's just, it's one of those things that has to be flawless. And it, and that is from the camera work to the note table and the performers. I mean, it, it's the biggest deal. And to me, it's about, I enjoy it more than I do. I love the Super Bowl. I know it's great, but because I'm a wrestler, I love WrestleMania. It's huge. You know, but by the time we asked for these questions, I don't think it had actually happened yet. Uh, so Conrad from Huntsville wants to know, what'd you think of Cody wrestling with a torn pack? It's, it caused a little bit of a debate online, but I thought it was an incredible performance that people will be talking about for a long, long time. Absolutely. And, and he made, he, <laughs> he made Seth Rollins last night more than Seth ever has in the company. So it didn't hurt Seth at all to, to lose, knowing that they were going to do this Monday night. You know, they, they had to have a plan. I just hope that he, uh, that pec surgery, he could be out three, four months with that. So I'm assuming he's going to have surgery, right? Yeah. As, as I hear, I think he's going to have surgery on Thursday. Yeah. So I'm going to text him. I, I was watching last night and thinking, man, you know, it, it was a lot. I think it was great of Seth to put him over like he did the two times, but. Knowing what they did last night, I mean, Seth's fresh, you know, he's got a great, a great, I mean, he put a lot of heat on himself last night. The most, the most I've ever seen him put on himself and all because of Cody. Were you surprised that, um, you know, there's been a trilogy of matches now, uh, Cody beat Seth at WrestleMania. He beat him at WrestleMania backlash. Mm -hmm. Now he beat him at the main event of uh, hell in a cell in the hell in the cell with essentially one arm. I think conventional wrestling booking wink, wink would say, I'm sorry to answer a question earlier. Cody Rhodes could have wrestled back in the seventies and eighties too. For Without sure. It. Absolutely. Well, that's what I wanted to get to. Like. I think conventional old school thinking would be if you got a guy who's going to have to leave for surgery, he doesn't win. Now, clearly Seth quote unquote, got his heat back on Monday with a phenomenal angle. I thought that was well done, but, more, but more man, than, more than had. what a statement that, that the company made by having Cody pick up the win, even though he's injured and, and I, I freestyled in my podcast with Tony Schiavone. I, I wonder how much of that 
is because they certainly WWE certainly is positioning Cody to be a top guy and they want him to be a top guy. But I think a lot of folks are probably taking a wait and see approach. Like, well, we'll wait and see what WWE really does with Cody. We got our answer when he beat Seth Rollins with one arm, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, I, they're going to make Cody's going to be a champion sooner or later. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure that he'll, they'll figure out a way to, to get, to, to get that championship off of with, uh, with where Roman has both of them get one of them off him. Now, I think the company functions better with two champions anyway. If you were um, playing Booker, I think a lot of people assumed, well, Cody's probably going to win the money in the bank and then he'll have an opportunity to to win the belt that way. Of course, now it feels like, well, he's definitely out because he's having surgery on Thursday. So since he's going to miss that opportunity, and I don't think he'd be back in time for SummerSlam. No. Do people naturally start looking to the Royal Rumble? Do you think if you were booking it, you would have Cody win the Rumble? Absolutely. Okay. If that if that's the time frame, those things those things are very delicate. That's that 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 tissue in there it takes a long time to heal, and you can't rush it. You know what I mean? You've got to actually follow the doctor's orders. I'm sure he's haven't done in Birmingham, and those guys know what they're doing. Anybody was. Associated with Dr. Andrews will, but you've just got to really, you know, I know guys that have gone down there and stayed in Birmingham for a period of time. Um, Hunter, especially when he had, when he tore his quads and that was just because you need the best, the best of care. It's not like you just go to the gym and start doing thigh extensions or bench presses or something like that. Again, you need to be really micromanaged to heal from injuries like that. I think a lot of people have drawn a lot of parallels between Hunter and Cody. And, uh, clearly we saw the pedigree in the match. And then uh, of course, I think a lot of people remember what, what triple H looked like when he tore his peck over in yeah. Saudi Arabia, but the parallel of getting hurt during the summer, uh, as you just said, once upon a time, triple H tore his quad makes the big return in time to win the Royal rumble and then comes back and wins the world title at WrestleMania. That's the way you would book Cody again. Let's just do it again. Cody comes back at Royal Rumble, wins it at WrestleMania. Yeah, unless somebody comes along that, that's that's so miraculously, you know. It, 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 first of all, it's hard to determine what they're going to do because there's so many <clears throat> with both companies right now <clears throat> moving parts. But if, if looking at it from just from today, not knowing any more than I do as as of as of this moment, that's what I would do with Cody. Yes. Woo! If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender, savewithconrad.com.